This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's It's dark. dark. Well, let's Let's have have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps. It's time for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network with your host, Jim. on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging it's time for dimland radio with your host jim dr dim fitzsimmons hello and welcome to dimland radio here on the ztalk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr dim fitzsimmons Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and I'm going to get interrupted here. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy oh, anniversary, happy anniversary. Oh, for a cheerful guys. toast and fill it, happy anniversary. Yeah, but yeah. be careful you don't spill it, happy anniversary. Oh, no, really, happy guys. anniversary, happy anniversary, oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Well... <laughs> Uh, As that little uh, bit of uh, jingle there that I stole from uh, an old 60s primetime television cartoon, which I think was the first one that was ever aired in primetime, the the Flintstones, Uh, that that little ditty uh, is indicating to you, it should, that this show right here, this one right now, that will be dated uh, March 13, 2021, is the 11-year anniversary show. It's the 11 year. It's it's been 11 years since Dimland Radio went on the air or on the internets on the Z Talk Radio Network. 11 years. On March 13th, 2010, I started doing this show. I'm still doing it. That's how stubborn I am. <laughs> Dimland Radio is the longest-running show on Z Talk. Uh, on the ZTalk Radio Network. It's the longest-running one, by far. And I'm the skeptic. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the network that's all about the paranormal. I'm the resident skeptic. Who knew, who thought, I would have been the one to outlast them all? There's other shows now, but I'm the one that's been here the longest. And again, I'm just that stubborn. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, it's, 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 if you, uh, go back and listen to that first show that I did, which you can do, you can get to the archives, you go to uh, ztalkradio.com and you go to the show archives portion of that, and you can find the very first show. I sound very tentative, uh, quite nervous, and I spend the first segment of the show thanking everybody that helped me along, uh, most especially my wife. For encouraging me to do it. There are other people that encouraged me to do it as well, but my wife was, uh, she's helped a lot. And, um, 
and then I the first topic that I dealt with on that show, uh, as far as you know, once I got past thanking everybody uh, as a topic, uh, it was Scooby Doo. Where are you? The uh, 1968, I think, it originally aired. I think it was 68. Uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon of a of a Great Dane dog that can talk, and his uh, gang of humans driving around in a van solving mysteries. And I talked about it because, uh, from a skeptical standpoint, that's a really good show. It was it 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 showed kids to be skeptical. It, it was a good start. And what was great about the show was that the mystery that they solved never turned out to be magic. It never turned out to be actually a ghost or a witch or a werewolf or a mummy or anything. It never turned out to be those things. It always turned out to be, or almost always turned out to be, someone in a costume. Somebody trying to scare off people because of whatever reason. There was only one show that I during that first season that uh, that I, th- I can uh, remember that deviated from the person in a costume thing, and that was because it was a robot run amok. But again, that was a even though it was technology that was far in advance of what was possible back in you know the late 1960s it was still something that is more real world based it wasn't magic and that was a good thing about scooby doo and it kept that up for most of its run and then at some point Hanna-Barbera said oh what the hell let's put in some ghosts and witches and that was a bad that was a bad decision uh, I think they'd they'd gone back to being more of that format, but I don't know if I don't know if Scooby Doo is even being produced anymore. Uh, and it, it, so that was a low period when they they turned away and started to say that well sometimes the the mystery is solved because of magic, and I didn't like that. It was almost as bad as when they introduced Scrappy Doo. Oh God, I hated Scrappy Doo. Uh, and it, that was also at a time period when I think I was beginning to age out of the cartoon shows. Maybe. Just maybe just at the very beginning of it. And I was like, that's just scrappy do. It's so stupid. That's stupid. It's a Saturday morning cartoon and it's not that's not smart. That's stupid. Well, so this is eleven years that I've done this. So what I what I was thinking of doing on this show for as a as a as a Observa- uh, observance of my stubbornness would be to kind of revisit a couple few things, tell stories that I've told already in the past, you know, and just tell them again because I enjoy them. Uh, maybe give it another little take because there's a further perspective that I can look back upon uh, from this, from where I am now, and uh, reassess it a little bit, maybe. Uh, you know, it's like it's like I just did. I just did the little a little bit of the talk of the Scooby Doo thing, which I think was almost exactly the same sort of talk I gave on that first program, except I sounded a lot more nervous. Now, in those early days, and I don't remember for how long, a couple of years, maybe more, probably more. Uh, I actually did the show live, which means that I would go on to Z Talks website on their network and I would at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night central time I would 
go on and I do the show. And at some point, I realized, you know, it's just so much easier for me to just record it at a at a different time and just put upload it, and then then I can have a, the the archived show that that's on the Z Talk archives page. I can have that up and ready to go already. And and then you know Sunday morning when I write up the show notes, I can put the thing on the on the on the Podbean so it can just filter it out there to the i uh, to the Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast catcher things. So I just I don't know if for some reason having to do it live um, just seemed unnecessary. And also sometimes there'd be some weird glitch with the server, and I don't have that quite that problem when I do this, because I just use my laptop and do the thing. I still do it the same way. still do it as though I'm doing it live, because that's... And I think I... I know I've mentioned this before. It's part of the reason why I call it Dimland Radio, because this is done like a radio program. There's no editing. There's no mucking about. It's me walking into the studio, as it were, and sitting down and doing the show. So that's how I do it. It's the easiest way for me to do it, too, because editing would take a hell of a lot of time. There's a, but there's another anniversary of uh, actually there's two other anniversaries that this that this week represents. Uh, one of them is uh, the one year anniversary of the World Health Organization announcing to the world that we have a global pandemic going on here, despite what the dumbass leader of the United States has to say. We have a global pandemic going. Uh, it, it, it was it was it was then that uh, like I think that was March 11th that they made that announcement, and uh, another anniversary was that it was about a year I think it was about the 11th or 12th or something like that of March 2020 that the NBA the uh, National Basketball Association is that what the A stands for uh, just shut down their season or at least I I think they did pick it up later when they figured out how to do things in the bubbles that they did but uh they they shut down they stopped that that was that was the first time that the american that americans looked at it and thought ooh no no bas oh no basketball this could be serious then the, then the national hockey league followed suit and then baseball followed suit in delaying when they started their seasons for baseball and in hockey was suspending their season until they could figure out how to you know, get the teams into safety bubbles, uh, you know, to keep them from getting the COVID, which they had some success, not perfect success, but, you know, they did manage to do a season for both, for all three sports. They managed to have a season. Then, of course, the NFL came along, did their season. Uh, It it was, you know, so that was, it's a year since that. And again, it's a year since the pandemic was declared. It's been a year that we've been dealing with this, and you know, and it's been a year since I've hugged my mom, <laughs> hugged my dad. It's just been a year at least since that's happened. I hug my mom more than I hug my dad, but you know, men thing. I don't know, whatever. But I'm looking forward to that time when I can give them both a hug. And we're getting close to that. The vaccines are rolling out. All this is happening. And isn't it nice to have adults in charge again? Look at how nice, you know, it's not perfect, but it's rolling out so much better. President Biden said he wanted to have 100 million doses in 100 million days. 
Or not 100 million days. <laughs> that would be one a day. <laughs> Math. Again, it's hard. No, no. He wanted 100 million doses of the vaccines given out in his first 100 days in office. Well, he's just, he talked to the country just the other day, and he said that uh, he, the, the pace that we're on has us set to do the 100 million doses by, by 60 days in office. 50 days in, and, we're, and we were at like 65 million doses have been put into people's arms. One more went in this week. Actually, two more went in this week. My mother got her first dose, and my younger brother got his first dose. Uh, he works for the school system, so I think he gets a little priority uh, to get it. So, but or or where he is in the in 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 the in the state might have been able to get it to him quicker or something. I don't know. I haven't gotten mine yet. I I, I assume. Uh, well, I um, I called my uh, I called to my clinic. I was gonna or to the my insurance company, uh, health insurance company, to see about how this is gonna happen. And and they have like a, a pre-recorded message, not like one, an exact one, uh, a recorded best pre-recorded message saying that you know right now they're giving out vaccines to people that are 70 and up, and they've just started to give out vaccines to people that are 65 and up. And what they'll do is when when your age group is or when your yeah age group or whatever group you might be in once that becomes eligible to start getting the vaccine you will be invited by the clinic the clinic or the uh, the the you know health partners is my insurance health insurance company i'll get a call from them or an email or something saying hey you're ready we can get you set up now let's set up an appointment for you get your get your vaccine uh, i don't care if it's the pfizer the moderna or the Johnson and Johnson. I don't care what it is. It, I, I almost sort of prefer the Johnson. Well, it's weird. I almost. I it, on one hand, I prefer to get the the two dose one because it seems to me like that's might be a little more powerful, uh, or a little more effective, and it kind of is. But then the Johnson Johnson is just one, and it's pretty damn effective. So, so I kind of prefer to get the Johnson Johnson one because it's one and done. But. I also kind of prefer to get the other two. <laughs> so, you know, but not all of them. God, I'm not going to be a hog. So, so that's that's what's happening. That's what happens when you put an adult, an adult in charge. Okay, and I'm and I and I, I'll I'll leave it at that cuz there's oh, believe me. I could go, but I I won't. I'll leave it at that. It's also another anniversary. It's been 1 year. Uh, March 12th, 2020. One year since, uh, yeah, that, March 12th, 2021 would be one year since March 12th, 2020, which was the last in-person meetup of the Minnesota Skeptics. It was the last one that we've done. We haven't done, we've been doing Zoom meetups. Uh, we get, a, you know, a core of about maybe nine or ten people show up. Uh, sometimes more, you know, and, and and we get some new people coming in, which is good, uh, and it's it's been enjoyable. It's not the same because it's sort of a one at a time talking, but it's also sort of a uh, you know you have the attention of the group when you talk. Otherwise, when you're physically meeting up, it's sort of you're talking maybe two or three people at once. Uh, and 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 it's not you don't have the whole attention of the group and that's and there's several little conversations that can be going on which is also pretty awesome but we haven't done that either and um, I might hug a couple of people 
<laughs> Although, you know, you know, no hugging in the chat room, that kind of thing. Uh, I, I, I might hug a couple of people uh, come the the end of the pandemic, you know, get the, everybody's vaccinated and what we can do. Uh, it, it's possible that not on as big a scale, the president is telling us that, you know, a goal to be met at this point as far as getting back to normal is looking at the 4th of July. Uh, not as grand, not as big of a get-together as, as we made me hope, but, you know, I might I, I should be vaccinated by then. We get to get to get together with family. My younger brother is hoping to be able to have a thing for Memorial Day. Maybe if I'm vaccinated by then, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, he's going to be vaccinated by then. My parents will be. Uh, we'll just see. We'll we'll see, because that's that's you know, uh, end of May, and starting May first, everybody should be eligible to get the vaccine. So we'll see what happens. It's 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 kind of exciting, and it's it's uh, it's hopeful, uh, but we're not out of this yet. So as I've always as I often say here, keep wearing your masks, wear you know, wash your hands, keep your distance, limit exposure to other people. You know, be careful. You know, and let's let's not screw things up now that we're so close. What time is it? Okay, I think I'm gonna take my break. Yeah, I'm gonna take my first break. So, um, you're listening to Tim Land Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. This is my uh, anniversary show, 11 years on Z Talk uh, Radio, here with the Dimland Radio. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Dim Fitzsimmons. I shall return after this uh, very short break. Listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Hey everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff. Professor Dave Explains. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, I'm celebrating 11 years of doing this uh, little thing that I do here, uh, this little dog and pony show. 11 years of doing this, and they didn't think I'd last. 
Uh, one of the things that I talked about in the past, and uh, will do so now, is is um, the relationship, at least part of the relationship between skeptics and believers. There's um, when in the early days of Z Talk Radio. I, when I first started showing up for the chat rooms, I, my friend Scott Roberts had a show on ZTalk back when it was called Dark Plains Radio. And it, it quickly became, was renamed ZTalk Radio. Uh, Scotty Rorick still owned it, uh, you know, owned it back then, he still owns it now. And uh, my friend Scott Roberts had a show, and he said, hey, let me know, hey, you know, I do this thing, it's on whatever night it was on, uh, you should check it out. So I listened to it, and it, I have this feeling about about listening to his his show. I mean, he he was off somewhere in Wisconsin, uh, which you know it's a, it's about an hour's drive from where I'm right am right now. Maybe not quite an hour, but um, a bit of a drive. And so it's it's out in the middle of like nowhere, <laughs> you know, very rural area where it's at, where he was living. And I would go. He actually invited me on his show, and I said, you know, and he said, why don't you come out and we'll do the show together. And I did that a couple of times, and um, you know we would go back and forth. Now S Scott is not nearly as skeptical as he should be. <clears throat> he would say I'm not nearly as much of a believer as I should be, but <laughs> come on, <laughs> I'm in the right here. The science is on my side. You know, so I'm sorry, but that's you know the skeptics, uh, uh, you know scientific skeptics, you know the scientific skepticism. The science is on our side. The believers, well, you've got anecdotes and maybe fuzzy photographs, shaky videos, or you know, you've got pareidolia and all that. It's just, it's not. You just don't really have any good evidence. But so he would he invited me on a couple of times, and then when I would be in the chat room uh, during the paradigm shift program, which would be on Friday nights, uh, he it was I would ask skeptical questions of the guests that were on the show. Uh, actually annoyed one of the hosts. It was hosted by uh, a couple of people, uh, Dave and Christy. And, and, and Dave got said, Jim, ask a different question. Because <laughs> the guests they would have on would constantly be saying the word energy. They'd be using the energy. And they'd use it. It seemed like it had whatever meaning they wanted it to have, except for what it should mean, which is you know the ability of something to do work. And um, they, they, so, so I would ask, you know, can you define energy, please? I asked that a lot. And at some point, Dave said, Jim, stop asking that question. <laughs> well, they can't, they don't define it. It's just kind of this, this amorphous, nebulous sort of thing that, I don't know, they didn't know. So the relationship then, between a skeptic and, and believers, um, of course, you know, the believers might not particularly you know, like it when a, a skeptic. But a lot of them say, "No, no, we want a skeptic." Dude, but they wanted a skeptic on on Z Talk Radio. Uh, they they I they liked the way I conducted myself in the chat room. Uh, they liked what they heard when I was on the air with 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 Scott and. You know, they thought, man, you might be able to do a good show. And it started, there's like a groundswell came. Not, it wasn't that big, but there was a couple of people said, hey, you should probably do a show here. And 
and it got, you know I talked to Scotty and and Zeta uh, Zeta Ost was uh, program director in those days. Um, we got chatting with them about it, and they said, "Yeah, that'd be great. We would love to have a resident skeptic on Z Talk. Someone to keep us honest, if you will, but someone to give the skeptical point of view." And and so they turned so they you know they gave me Saturday nights uh, at 11 p.m. and then. After my show, they'd have a couple episodes of Big Picture Science. And Zeta told me, so, you know, we call Saturdays Science Saturday with Dr. Dim, you know, Dimland Radio, and then Big Picture Science. Oh, cool. And, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a scientist, I, but I'm a fan. And um, so they were happy to have a, a relationship with a skeptic. And they say, you know, and, and, and there have been... You know, when you think when I think back 11 years and what was the big deals at those times with the skeptical stuff it was a lot of it was or uh, with the paranormal stuff it was a lot of ghost hunting that was big uh, it, and so there was lots of ghost stories you know so these places are haunted and all that kind of stuff but uh, really poor evidence that any of that was true uh, but and and then I think Bigfoot was still sort of a thing but UFOs were much were bigger and it's psychics and doing readings and that kind of stuff that was all that was that was the rage. At, at back then, now, uh, now it's more conspiracy theory, um, flat Earth, believe it or not, flat Earth, uh, climate change. There's that's but climate change was a big thing then too, but it's been you know it there's there's the, but the paranormal view of stuff it seems to have gone more conspiracy theory at this point and QAnon kind of stuff and and it's it's gone more in that direction. Um, it's it's they're not so much interested in demons and ghosts now, but that'll come back. It waxes and wanes. It'll come back. It'll be you know somebody will put out a movie about people hunting ghosts, and the next thing you know there'll be a bunch of ghost hunting shows again. It, it probably maybe I don't know. And there are and there have been skeptics around uh, it, it, back then, and they're still around. And and skeptics that would investigate paranormal claims. And some of them would have a have a pretty decent reputation among the believers because they say, well, they're respectful, they they don't just dismiss our claims out of hand. They look into things, they try to keep an open mind, and all this sort of stuff. And and hopefully, I I try to do that, but I don't do much investigating. I remember though the way the believers would talk in those days in Z Talk. I'd be listening to the ones talking about the ghost hunting. All, the, all this ghost hunting and they, uh, or, or dealing with psychics or something. And they had this phrase about, you know, skeptics. Yeah, everybody's a skeptic until they have that oh shit moment. You know, where something really weird happened. Something really, uh, I can't explain that happened. You know? And, but there's a, there's a fundamental misunderstanding that some believers have when they, when they, when they talk about that oh shit moment. That when the skeptic is faced with something that uh, that that skeptic can't explain, uh, what they the what they misunderstand is that if a person is doing skepticism properly, and I mean scientific skepticism, they might have that oh shit moment. Boy, that was weird. But they're not. You know, this is I don't know what happened. But because I don't know what happened, doesn't mean I can just fill it with something magical. And I'm not going to fill it with something magical. I'm just going to say, I don't know. I'm going to put it in the I don't know column until 
I can learn what it was, find out what it was. Maybe I'll never find out what it was, but it stays at I don't know in that case. It doesn't mean that, oh, then it was ghosts or the psychic really is psychic or something like that. There's I don't know, right? <clears throat> well, um, I remember a time when uh, you know a fairly prominent skeptic you know ran afoul of uh, at least one believer person I know that I also know, um, but because the skeptic got frustrated. Normally, he was open-minded kind of guy. Still, is really he investigates stuff. He's willing to listen to people. He doesn't dismiss people as crazy. He doesn't dismiss. He just says, "Well, let's see if we can find out what's happening." He does. He approaches it that way, and he does things in, in the most scientific method that he can do. Like, you know, investigating a haunted house, first thing he does is turn on the light. <laughs> what are you doing stumbling around in the dark? Anyway, um, so he had this one that I'm thinking of, in one in particular, he had the respect of a lot. And he lost some respect from at least one believer that I know of because he, and I, and I don't have the exact um, uh, incident, but it was something along the lines of uh, saying, uh, you know, essentially saying, what good are psychics? What good are psychics? What, what do they help us do? I mean, what disaster, what natural disaster, what man-made disaster have they prevented or have they gotten people to not die in because they warned them it was going to happen? What, what, uh, you know, what missing child have they found? What serial killer or serial rapist or, or just a murderer have they, have they identified? They haven't. There isn't any. And I'll, I know there are believers out there that will say, oh, yo, there are cases, there are cases. But this same skeptic that, uh, that I'm not saying the name of the person, but that same skeptic has challenged believers, give me your best case. And he's investigated their best case, and their best case turned out when he talked to the cops that were involved and the, the police detectives, and he said, you know, give me your best case that a psychic detective helped real detectives solve a crime. And they say, oh, there's this one. And they give him all the particulars about it, and okay, so he talks to the people involved, and he finds out from the cops, he says, well, yeah, the psychic didn't help us. And he finds through the evidence that the, the, whatever the, skeptic, uh, the psychic told them didn't work. So he'd say, so he... He was, and, and I'm going to use this as an example, although this wasn't the the thing that set him off. Uh, I'm going to use, you know, what good did did the psychics do on 9/11? Before 9/11, what what good did they do? Nostradamus, he predicted 9/11. Right. Well, 9/11 had to happen, and then people had to scroll through his quatrains and find something that was vaguely something that seemed sort of like. 9-11 and said, oh, look, he predicted it. Yeah, well, after the fact, even though he made the quatrains you know, hundreds of years ago, he didn't predict anything. You're just looking through something and you're retrodicting. And also, after 9-11, there was some fake uh, Nostradamus. Somebody wrote up something that sounded vaguely like Nostradamus, but there weren't actual Nostradamus uh, stuff, uh, predictions of the of 9-11. But so, so this skeptic says, you know, what, what help have you done? You've done nothing. You don't eat, what good is it? You never read the headline. You never read the headline that says, uh, psychic wins lottery again. And when you say something like that to the believers, they'll say, oh, it doesn't work that way. You know, you're close. They're close. Only two words passed where they, where they should be. 
it should just be, oh, it doesn't work. I know. That seems close-minded to me. I know. But come on. We're, we're, you know, it's, it's convenient that it doesn't work that way when we ask a pertinent question about, well, why aren't you guys, why aren't psychics winning lotteries? Don't they, can't they foretell, see the future? Well, it's only vague enough so that when something does happen in the future, it can be looked back and say, oh, that vague prediction or that high probability prediction. You know, like the prediction that, you know, sometime this year there will be an earthquake in the Pacific Rim. Really? There's like an earthquake in the Pacific Rim somewhere in the Pacific Rim almost every day, right? You know, they're just not all major ones. So that's when this skeptic voiced that objection, lost uh, lost at least one believer's feeling of respect, you know, for him. Because, oh, you know, he just felt attacked. Uh, yeah, because, but I I I understood the skeptic's uh, uh, righteous indignation. Because I thought he was right. Okay. So, looking back on uh, on Dimland Radio, I don't I I haven't talked about this on the show uh, since way back, way back. Uh, it was my second Dimland Radio that I did. Now I'm not going to say the name of the psychic. Because I want to protect, you know, it's, I'm not going to say the name. Um, but y you can find it. You can, if you want to. If you want to do a little digging, you'll find it. Uh, and it was my, it was my second show, ever. Uh, the Friday before my Saturday, I was doing it live. Remember, and uh, the Friday before, uh, Paradigm Shift was on. And the hosts, Dave and Christy, well, they let the listeners know. And this was back when ZTalk Radio was a lot more active. The chat rooms were a lot more active. There was a lot more people involved. A lot more messages going back and forth and everybody kind of commiserating with each other and being social and all that, sociable. And uh, and they so, so Dave and Christy said, well, our guest is not able to be here tonight. So if you, if you guys want to call in, we can get a whole group of you called in, and we'll just have a we'll have a little talk. We'll just kind of shoot the breeze, loosey goosey, have some fun. So if I re if I remember correctly, there were three Z talkers, as in uh, people that had shows on the network. Uh, uh, two that would be in the believer column, and one resident skeptic. That would be me, of course. And and I think one other person called in that was a listener, so a Z talker in the sense of that they're, that they're a listener. They're not. They don't do a show, but they listen. In fact, that one was the uh, the woman who does my you know voiceover stuff for my little sound bits. You know, for the starting of the show. You know, put your think critical thinking caps on that kind of thing. That's that's her. Her name's Winnie. Winnie uh, did all that for me. And thank you, Winnie, for doing that for me because it makes my show sound, you know, professional almost. Because she she was a radio person, so professional. We called in to have a little chat, 
and it was going pretty well. It was, uh, you know, we were having fun, and may not have been interesting to, you know, I don't know how interesting radio would be, but uh, we were just just kind of shooting the breeze when one of the other Z talkers, uh, a woman who believes herself to be psychic. And this is the thing, I'll, I'll say it before I head for my break here. This is the thing that I've always maintained in my time here at Z-Talk Radio. And that is, uh, any psychics that I've heard on the network, part of the network, uh, be it the owner, Scotty Rourke, or anybody else, or this person I'm going to talk about, uh, I believe they were all sincere in their belief in their abilities. I believe Scotty's sincere in his belief in his abilities. He believes that he's in either psychic or an intuitive or clairvoyant or however he calls himself, has a spirit guide, and I, I believe he believes it. I don't, and, and what I'm saying is I don't think that there's anybody that's a, a charlatan that, that knows they're putting something on. I think they are wrong about what they think is happening, of what their abilities are, but they know that because <laughs> I'm a skeptic. <laughs> you know, Scotty knows I'm skeptical of his abilities, but you know, but I know that uh, that he believes it. He's sincere. There's no there's no chicanery going on with that. So with that said, I'm going to head to my. Uh, is this my first break? Second break. Second break. Really already? Holy buckets! Can that be right? <laughs> uh, uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. This is my 11-year anniversary show. Uh, you know, Dimland Radio, oh boy. I'll be back after this break. Uh, yes, this is the second break. I'll be back. into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network.
back to you One thing I said that I would never do And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, celebrating 11 years of talking to myself on the ZTalk Radio Network. Um, I have had uh, regular listeners, and I do have some people downloading, and of course there's Trisha. <laughs> Hi, Trisha, how you doing? Uh, who's been with this show right from the very beginning and has stayed with it. And uh, we have our chats on Saturday nights in the chat room while, while the show plays. She may recall this all, this story I'm, I'm getting to. So there we are. Uh, we're all just chatting away. And there's the, the skeptic in among the believers. And it's not, you know, we're not getting into anything like that, but until the, the, the woman... Uh, that believes herself to be psychic asks me how old I am. She says, Dim, how old are you? I said, I'm, uh, uh, at the time I was 45. And then she, she asks, she says, uh, she says that the, her spirit guide, whatever, spirit is telling me that something important happened to you when you were 32. What happened to you when you were 32? Something something big, something important when you were 32. What happened? Uh, I believe Dave, the host of the show, said, oh boy. <laughs> something like that. Uh-oh. And, and I was thinking to myself, oh, here we go. Um, I could have, but I didn't, but I could have said, 32? Oh, yeah, I was 32 when I met Amy, my wife. And that would have been, you know, that would have sent ripples across the internets. That would have been this, this nuclear explosion going off. Oh, Dim just had his oh shit moment. He just had one. So-and-so knew that he met his wife when he was 32, which is, no, she didn't say I met my wife when I was 22. She asked, what big thing happened to me? when I was 32. So I, 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 again, I could have done this, I didn't. And just let it f hold there. Let the oh shit moment reverberate through the chat room and, 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 and on the show. Just let it, just let it hang there, just for a little bit. And then I'd say, oh wait a minute, I was 34. Never mind. Now I don't know what happened when I was 32. What I did end up doing uh, was I said, well, I, said I don't know. Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm not giving you anything. I'm not telling you. You tell me. This is in my head. and That's not my, that's what I was doing. So I said, well, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, on my birthday, I got up in the morning, and then I did... And I said, I don't know. You tell me. And and the and she said something to the effect of, what, what am I, some kind of detective here or something? And I said, well, you know, from where I'm sitting... You are? I said, uh, you know, I'm a skeptic. You're the one that's saying something, so, you know, you're asking me questions. I want you to give me answers. That's how it went. That's, and again, this is from best of my memory, because, you know, 11 years. And and it, I think it just sort of petered out after that, because nothing. she, she knew that she wasn't going to get anything from me. Now, 
I thought, what a great, you know, even then I was thinking, save it for show. Put it on the show. I got something. So I asked Dave after after the thing ended. I said, can I pull a couple audio clips from your show? And, uh, you know, I'll just pull the audio off the thing. And can I use them on mine? And he said, sure. But I didn't tell him what clips I wanted to use. And I didn't tell him why I wanted to use them. So then the next night comes. I do show number two of Dimland Radio. Show number two. This one right here is show number 489. So show number two. I... Uh, you know, I, I started up and I had some technic, you know, technical problems. It's again why doing it live is not, you know, doing it actually live, isn't you know isn't something I like to do because you get these tech problems every now and then. So I finally was able to get everything going. And in the last segment of my show, I said, "Oh, and I got these little audio bits, and I played the little conversation we had. We also had a little conversation about religion, but that's neither here nor there. And but I was right. <laughs> anyway." Uh, um, what she was saying, there's only one God, and I said, "Well, the Hindus would disagree with you." But okay, so, <laughs> and 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 so then, uh, so okay, so I play the bits, right? Now remember, this is back in the day when the chat room was active; it was an active thing. And I, uh, but I couldn't, you know, I tell would I would tell people on the very first show, I says, "Look, I'll 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 check the chat room when I take my breaks, but I can't, you know, I can't uh, monitor it while I'm doing the show because it's just going to distract me." So, you know, so I'm not seeing what's going on in the chat room. This is the last segment of my show. I, I suggest that although I believe that this psychic who, let me tell you about her. She's very, she's funny. She was very well popular on Talk. She, she had, uh, she had this tough personality. She's tough as nails. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I don't care what anybody says about me. I tell it like it is. That's the kind of that's the kind of attitude she had, and it's kind of refreshing. And it was funny. And she had this, uh, you know, she was from the East Coast, and she had a particular accent that followed her around because that's what happens to people. They have an accent. Anyway, so she and I won't say which one because I don't want, you know. Uh, but and th- that's people found that delightful in her, and I think it was she was kind of fun as it went. It was kind of fun, um, and. She, but remember, she's real tough, right? So I, on, in my naivete, suggested, I didn't say she was, because I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. And I did, and I said, like I'm going to say it again, I believe she believed it, that she had the abilities. She, I believe it. I think she was sincere. I don't think she was trying to put something on, over on people. She really believed it. But... What I was able to play, I said, kind of looks like cold reading to me. And if you don't know what cold reading is, cold reading is a, is a method that psychics use or mentalists use where they just ask a series of questions of somebody. They just throw out these questions that seem somewhat somewhat uh, specific, but they're still a little bit vague. And, but they, and they, they elicit information from people. Yeah, they, they, they just throw out these questions rapid fire and they make these statements. Does this make sense to you? I'm sensing that somebody, there's a pain in this person that's, uh, that died next to you. I'm seeing a, a, an adult, uh, uh, I'm seeing a, a, a male image. Oh, that's my grandpa. Oh, yes, I'm seeing that uh, there's some pain, uh, something in the head or the chest. Uh, something that, uh, oh, I had a heart attack. You know, it's like, how did you know? <laughs> well, no, they didn't. They're just asking, they're asking, you know. But the psychic or the mentalist 
or the charlatan is asking you and you're giving the information but they're making it look like they're giving you the information now somebody who believes themselves to be psychic can do that can do cold reading techniques and not even realize that's what they're doing there was a case oh god i wish i could remember the woman's name but she was raised from being from a child her mother and her aunt both of them believed they were psychics and they believed she was a psychic and they taught her how to do psychic stuff and she grew up doing readings for people and doing you know doing all the stuff that psychics do and later in life she learned about cold reading and she was able to step back from herself and say that's what i'm doing i'm doing cold reading and she broke out of the whole psychic thing she believed it she believed she could do it she you know so that's i i, I believe that the person who was asking me what happened to me when I was 32, was absolutely sincere. Absolutely believed in her abilities. But it looked to me that her abilities were hard to tell the difference, you know, hard to tell uh, any difference between pulling answers from the beyond or doing cold reading. It just, it was hard to see any kind of difference from what she was doing. He said, he says, it, it seemed like... So So I suggested that. And I thought, oh, very good. That was great. Second show. I finished up the show, went into the chat room to do the after show chat, and <laughs> there was a firestorm going on in there. Friends of this person were in there. Damn, how dare you? We thought you were cool. We thought you were one of us. This is when, you know, skeptics are fine until they're skeptical of my thing. And I, I, I was like, and at first I was defensive, but then I realized, even though I hadn't intended it as an attack, well, my intent and the effect were two different things. And I realized, oh, that was pretty dirty. And I, you know, and then I found out that, you know, Scotty told me, he said, look, you can, you can say whatever you want about any uh, psychic that's out there. Anybody that, you can say anything you want. You can be as harsh about them as you want uh, on your show. But... You can't if they're, you know, fellow Z-talkers, if they're part of the network. If you're going to talk about somebody that's part of the network, you have to reach out to them and say, look, I'm going to talk about this kind of thing here. Do you want to be on the show so you can rebuttal? You know, that kind of thing. Rebut. If you if you want to do that, you know, you got to be able to do that. you got to give them, give them a chance to at least make a statement or something like that. And I didn't know. And ignorance of the law is no excuse. So they, you know, I... I did the next week's show, I apologized. I said, I didn't intend it as an attack, but listening back to it and looking at all the stuff that was being said in the chat room, I realized, yeah, it came off as an attack. It wasn't my intent, and I was wrong, and I did it wrongly, and I was just, you know, and I really apologized. And I was apologizing like hell in that chat room after the show. Not at first. First, I was trying to defend it, and then was, well, the more the things that were said, I was realizing, oh, yeah, I didn't handle that very well. I was wrong. You know, you guys are right. I'm really sorry, and I apologize. And, you know, and I'll do an apology next week's show and don't worry the show's gone it's it didn't get archived so it's never going to show up anywhere you're never going to hear it it's it's gone it's history so you know and but for a while there <laughs> they just wouldn't take it <laughs> they just they were so mad at me and i believe trisha was one of them that after a while said hey you know he's apologized what else do you want from him he sounds pretty sincere, and I was. I was sincere. I realized that. Oh, geez, I handled this badly. Um, uh, uh, Scotty and Zeta said, you know, told me about the not other Z talkers, and they said, hey, you know, part of it's our fault too because you didn't know. We didn't tell you. You didn't know. 
uh, you know, it came up. And we we believe you that you didn't mean, you know. So so the next week, I made an apology on the show, and 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 just let it go at that. And I hadn't talked about it. I don't know if I've even referred to it on the show since then. But it's been eleven years. And I'll say it again. I do believe she was sincere in her belief in her abilities. I just think she was fooling herself. And I, I know that's not the nicest way to put it, but I think that you know people can deceive themselves. And I think that that's what's happening. I could be wrong. She might be the only one. Uh, she left the network within a year or two anyway. And sadly, she left the world about four years ago. She, uh, she, she died. And you know, that's sad. When I found out about that, oh, that's too bad. I mean, you know, I didn't really know her all that well, but still, it's kind of a sad thing. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. Second show. This is also almost another anniversary. Um, within a f in a few days' time, uh, uh, March eighteenth, uh, it will be the uh, sixth anniversary because March 18th 2015 this thing happened and the thing that happened was uh, let's see well March 18th what happens on March 17th well that's St. Patrick's Day this was in the very early morning hours of of, of March 18th uh, two o'clock in the morning or something like that so this was you know the just the just the, the ending of St. Patrick's Day for those who like to go out and celebrate. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I did not go out and celebrate. I was, I was in bed sleeping, uh, and woke up hearing this loud sound of a metallic crash, crunch, just <clears throat> something big. What the hell was that? Now I don't know if Amy was already in Hayden's room. Or if she was, if she ran to Hayden's room to look out the window, because the, the the street where where at the time we had a we had a van, we'd park it out on the street. His room overlooks where the the van would be parked, and right uh, uh, right next to the van on the boulevard is the tree, this big old tree that grows there. Well, I wake up. Amy calls to me, Jim. <laughs> what happened? What was that? Somebody crashed into the van. Great. So I, I I get up and I start to you know I uh, I'm in my pajamas so you know and I, I head downstairs I grab the phone I go downstairs and as I'm heading down the stairs I hear Amy call after me he's walking away oh no he's taking off the guy's taking off and I went oh this is great so I, I I head outside and as we go out the back door if you look to the immediate left there's the steps down to your left and the steps down to the street the sidewalk and out to the street to where our van's parked and where the tree is. And I look there and I see a, a crashed car and I see a man standing by the driver's side of the crashed car and I hear what, the, as best as I can recall, he was saying something to the effect of, are you guys okay? I'm really sorry. Stuff like that. Uh, he sees me, and then he starts walking away. And then I approach the car. Now, here's the unusual thing about this car. Uh, it, it it was crashed. It was crashed into the tree on the boulevard. It had crashed into the tree backward. The trunk of the car 
had been wrapped around the tree. The back window, the glass had just blown out, just going about 50 or 60 feet away. And I, I look into the car, and I see three very shook up, very frightened young people. Two women, one man. Uh, there's a woman behind the wheel. And I look in, and I'm saying, is everybody okay? Did you guys call 911? Is everybody okay? And I'm going around, like, you know, says anybody called 911? You know, I just keep asking the question. I walk around, I'm looking, is you guys okay? Are you guys okay? And I'm getting an indication that they're okay. Frightened and shocked, but okay. Uh, but nobody had called the uh, the police. So I called 911. I tell them, you know, car crashed into, you know, outside of our house here. And, uh, um, you know, and as I'm talking to the 911 dispatcher, the three kids pile out of the car. I say kids, but they're in their 20s, you know, early 20s. They pile out of the car. And they start telling me what happened. That man that I saw talking to them, well, uh, they were driving uh, the, uh, the young man's car. It was his car. Uh, but he wasn't driving because he might have been a little overserved or something. Not in the shape to drive. So one of the young women was driving. And they were almost to where he lives. He lives just a couple blocks from us, apparently. And uh, she's driving along the street by us, past our van, and some guy walks out in the street, standing in the middle of the street, facing them. So she stops the car. And, she's, and the guy's looking at them. So she starts backing up. And then he starts to kind of chase after the car, and he reaches in to his pant leg and pulls out a sawed-off shotgun and aims it at the car. She guns it and just flies back, smashes into the tree, crashes into it. And what Amy had seen, when she was telling me that the guy was taking off, he was actually walking to the intersection. He was walking away from the car to the intersection. But then, Amy told me later, she was telling the police what happened, that he turned and went back to the car, and he was at that point he was checking on the, the 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 kids in the car, and he was telling them what was what happened, and what was going on, and that's when I was coming out of the house, and then he walked off. I walked off. Well, what he told them was, uh, as best my memory is, his sister had got beaten up or something by some guy, and he was looking for that guy. And then he says, you know, I'm really sorry. I thought he was in this car with you, so I, I'm really sorry. I uh, hope you guys are okay. That kind of thing. Um, so the police come, we give all the stories to everybody, and it, you know, and what was fun about, well not fun, but what's interesting, when you call 911, and you're talking to the dispatch person, they're professional, they're paying attention, they've, they're trying to get the information, the pertinent information out of you in, in as quick a fashion, and efficient of a, fa- a fashion, but their attention level is ratcheted up ten times when you say, Gun. And when as soon as I when the kids told me that the guy had a gun, I said, uh, "Apparently this guy had a gun. Somebody has a gun. Who has a gun? Are they still there? Who's got the gun? Well, the guy's gone now, but it, but apparently he had a gun. I didn't see the gun, but the kids saw the gun, and so it just it's you know so that so that really gets the police going. So they come over. We all describe what had happened, what was going on, and and all that. Um, and uh, in the course of the of the time after that, uh, um, the mom of the of the young man she comes over, 
she introduced herself to me, and they 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 call for it. You know, a tow truck comes eventually to take everything away, and 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 I you know go back to bed, and and uh, it was an interesting moment. Uh, the next day, after I finished at work, I came home. I was figuring I was going to sweep up a lot of glass and all that. The kid's mom, who I'd met the night before, she's already over here cleaning up. She's sweeping off the sidewalk and sweeping in the street. She's already cleaning up. So I came and talked to her, and she said, oh, the kids, the three of them, they were just saying, thank God Jim was there. Thank God Jim was there. He, they said they were they were convinced the guy would have shot them if I hadn't come out of the house, it's just, which I think they're a tad overdramatic. Um, the guy was apologizing to him, and you know, when I come out, I, I I don't think he was going to shoot him, but but they were just they were just oh thank God Jim was there thank God Jim was there, <laughs> and and I did tell this to a friend at the time, uh, and and she said to me she said well you know yours was the first friendly face they saw, they saw the man that made them crash their car, uh, looking in at them even though he was apologizing you know he had threatened their lives. Uh, you were the first friendly face they saw, so you know you you helped. You helped to make them feel safe, even though you know I said I really didn't do much. I just I don't know if I'd come out of the house if I knew the guy had a gun. But um, you know uh, they were they were pretty uh, they were pretty keyed up. In fact, uh, when they all piled out of the car, uh, all three of them pulled out their smokes, their cigarettes, and they were just pulling away at those cigarettes. <laughs> just pulling them, smoking and shaking. And, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't have smoked, but I, I'd be pretty shook up too. And the other thing is, it didn't touch our van. Our van didn't get a scratch. <laughs> Hit the tree. Tree's okay. Got some glass on the van from the broken window but you know, of their car, not ours. But it's just nothing. It didn't even touch so the anniversary of that will be coming up this week. Six years since that happened. Time have I got? Time have I got? I'm checking my time here. Okay, I think <laughs> I think I've gone long enough. So um, it's been 11 years. Uh, I just thought I'd reminisce on a couple of things and a couple of ideas. Um, I don't know. Another 11 11 years? You think? You th you, you think that might happen? Good night. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, we don't know if 11 years will happen, but another 11 years will happen. But uh, we do know that uh, it, you need to be skeptical, and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, and you need to wash your hands and keep your distance and stay home as much as you can. Wear a mask when you go out. Uh, be patient. Get vaccinated when it comes. And you've been listening to Dimland Radio for 11 years now on the ZTalk Radio Network. And I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim. It's insane. Sleep the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, I'm going to hell. hell.